Hello and welcome to the premiere episode of the Is This Heaven podcast. I'm Chris Wanless. I'm the man behind the curtain at Is This Heaven. Uh, and the podcast is going to be our newest part of the operation. I wanted to do a quick intro of just, you know, what you can expect. Uh, the plan for right now is to have a podcast the day after each Packers game to kind of break down uh, what happened Uh, Some general discussion of some trending topics out of each game, what I liked, what I didn't like, and just uh, some general musings on what to expect going forward. So without further ado, here's episode one. If you went to bed at halftime of the season opener Sunday night, you probably woke up a little surprised uh, to see that the Packers came out on top 24-23 over the Chicago Bears in the 197th renewal of the most played rivalry in NFL history. Um, Man, that first half, though, that was ugly. Uh, From the offensive line looking completely discombobulated to Aaron Rodgers going down with uh, what appeared at the time to be a significant injury, although uh, we'll get to that a little bit later, uh, to the Chicago Bears just marching down the field on offense their first uh, few possessions uh, was not a good look uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Um, We all know the outcome, though. The Packers rallied, came from... 20 behind at one point and actually erased the largest fourth quarter deficit in franchise history coming back from 17 down at the beginning of the fourth quarter with just a furious rally uh, and quite honestly some magic from the right arm of Aaron Rodgers. Uh, Speaking of Rodgers, let's just start there. People always talk about how in the future Robots are going to take over the planet. Humankind is going to be completely wiped out. We may be seeing the first stages of that with Aaron Rodgers. The man might be a cyborg. I mean, to do what he did last night, coming back, emerging from the tunnel like a knight in shining armor, and then proceeding to just eviscerate the Chicago Bears throughout the second half, is one of the most incredible scenes you'll ever see. And to do it on opening night of the 100th season of Green Bay Packer football against the Chicago Bears just adds to the legend. Uh, Rodgers started the game 3 of 7 for, I think, like 13 yards before he went down uh, with what turned out to be a knee injury. We don't really know much more than that at this point. All we know is that Everyone in Packerland breathed a sigh of relief uh, when they saw him emerge from the tunnel after halftime. Uh, because if you're anything like me, you were looking at that play where he got injured and thinking about how Brian Gutekunst is going to use the two first-round draft picks he has in 2019 because we, we've seen this before. We saw this movie last year. If Rodgers goes down for you know, any extended amount of time, even the season, uh, we can pretty much hang up the cleats and move on to 2019. So to see him come out 
in the second half. After starting three of seven, completed 16 out of his next 19 passes, finished 20 of 30 for 286 and three touchdowns, including a huge 75-yarder with just over two minutes to go to Randall Cobb, who we will get to in a second. Uh, But to see Rodgers and to see the atmosphere at the stadium and the effect that he had on the team after he reemerged from the tunnel at halftime was just incredible. Now, speaking of Randall Cobb, this is a man that people actually wanted off the team. I find it so hard to believe. People are constantly clamoring for trade Cobb, cut Cobb, so we can save a, a few extra million dollars. And what does he do? He just comes out and has maybe the game of his career. Nine catches, 142 yards, and, of course, the game-winning touchdown. Um, Again, a veteran receiver stepping up in light of what happened to Aaron Rodgers is exactly the type of thing that you need to happen for this team to enjoy any type of success. And the thing that gets lost, too, is in that ugly, ugly first half – Right after Rodgers went down, I actually thought there was a big moment there when Deshaun Kaiser came in the game. Cobb ran an out route, I think, to the the far sideline um, from the broadcast perspective, and Kaiser threw the ball high. Cobb stretched up and got it, a very difficult catch, uh, but it was exactly the kind of play that you need from a veteran receiver when your backup quarterback is in the game and you need to get something rolling. So Randall Cobb, I thought, was maybe the most impressive player uh, not named Aaron Rodgers last night. Um, Speaking of that ugly first half, though, we have to talk about it. The Packers just looked completely out of sync in all phases of the game uh, throughout you know, the first quarter and a half, at least defensively. Uh, Mitch Trubisky and the Bear offense basically just took what they wanted on their first two possessions. Um, Going down, obviously putting Green Bay in a hole early, but the biggest thing I think everyone was thinking through the first half last night was, boy, was Khalil Mack worth it for the Bears. And boy, is John Gruden an absolute moron for letting him go. Mack terrorized the Packer offense the entire first half last night. He was constantly just smoking Brian Bulaga, pestering Aaron Rodgers, and then obviously when Kaiser comes into the ballgame, drives the Packers down all the way into the red zone, Mack comes up with a huge strip sack, uh, and then on the next possession uh, comes up with a pick six on a screen right before the end of the half. Uh, to extend the lead, and at that point, it looked like there was no hope. However, uh, you do have to admire the offensive line in the second half played much, much better. Um, As effective as Mack was in the first half, he was a ghost in the second half, and you can obviously attribute that to some of the adjustments the Packers were making. The Bears... um, actually were making a few adjustments of their own. Uh, Mack in the second half looked like he was kind of taking some longer routes uh, to the quarterback, which was interesting and probably a byproduct of some of the things the Packers were trying to do 
shuffling their offensive line as well. But they settled in. Rodgers came back, obviously, uh, and the rest is history. And basically solidifying uh, his legacy, which obviously does not need to be solidified, but just adding another chapter to his remarkable career with the Green Bay Packers. Um, Coming off of a knee injury, putting a brace on it at halftime, as he said, uh, in the post game, and basically being limited to the pocket. Uh, For a guy who really likes to get outside the pocket and move around, it was incredible to watch him work from the pocket and just his methodical style, uh, absolutely surgical throughout the entire second half. So obviously, Rodgers is going to top the list of what I liked. Uh, Second of all would probably have to be Mike Pettin's defense. We mentioned that the first portion of the game did not go well, Uh, and I think that's what most people expected, given, you know, the nature of the unknowns heading into this matchup. It's the most played rivalry in the league, but you had a new defensive coordinator in Mike Pettin going up against a new uh, head coach and play caller for the Bears, Matt Nagy, and everyone expected Nagy to come out with some looks that the Packers hadn't seen before, and I think that was pretty obvious uh, through the first portion of the game when the Bears were driving down with relative ease. Um, I thought a great stat that actually uh, Wes Hodkowitz of Packers.com tweeted out, 146 of Chicago's 294 yards in the game came on those first two possessions of the ball game. So over the next eight series for Chicago, they gained 148 yards. So the defense obviously settled in very nicely. Uh, you know, you had guys kind of flowing to the ball with the exception of Haha Clinton Dix, who, you know, over-pursued a lot at times, um, still looked a little bit tentative as far as wanting to come up and tackle ball carriers. But for every, you know, Haha Clinton Dix play you had a Kentrell Bryce play he would come up Uh, Jair Alexander had a phenomenal play where he worked through a block uh, made a tackle behind the line of scrimmage so the defense really settled in uh, after that those first two possessions Uh, and I think as a Packer fan you really have to be encouraged by what you saw through basically the final three quarters uh, of the game last night Moving on to some things I did not like last night. Clay Matthews. I'm firmly in the camp that says Matthews still has something to offer uh, to the Green Bay Packers. I think he still is a tremendous athlete, even though by football standards he is aging. Uh, But last night he's going to want to burn the tape of that game because he was just generally ineffective, but he was getting washed out on multiple plays. He, of course, had the idiotic roughing the passer penalty uh, on the Bears' final drive. Um, Luckily, his teammates were able to bail him out and get the stop at the end to seal the victory. But if that roughing the passer penalty had led to points and the Packers had lost the game, boy, the narrative would be really different right now, and he would just be getting crushed. Uh, so Matthews, like I said, gonna probably want to flush this one uh, and move on. Next thing that I didn't like were 
the booze at halftime. And I know this is kind of a nitpicky thing, and I totally understand that, you know, you paid for your seat and it's your right to boo, but it's really not a good look for a fan base that likes to think they are the proudest fan base in pro football, and that's why, honestly, other fan bases tend to (laughs) dislike Packers fans uh, because they kind of give themselves this reputation of being such great fans and such proud fans. Well, it's a little bit hypocritical when you're booing your team coming off the field after your Hall of Fame, future Hall of Fame quarterback uh, has just gone off the field uh, with an injury. And it's especially hypocritical and a really bad look when you have the outpouring of love and adulation throughout the second half. I thought it was really interesting after the game on Packers social media, they did a video with Randall Cobb coming off the field and he kept saying, is this what you wanted? Is this what you wanted? And I understand it was probably more of uh, uh, meant to be comical, but it did strike me as maybe a little question to the fans of, well, you were booing us earlier, so, you know, are you not entertained? Uh, And then finally, and again, this is going to be maybe a little nitpicky, uh, but what else can you do after such a thrilling victory? Uh, First half offensive line play. We talked about Khalil Mack and how he terrorized uh, the offensive line and Aaron Rodgers in the first half. It was not good. Uh, particularly, Justin McCray had a very difficult first half, couple holding penalties uh, that kind of killed drives. Um, like the defense, they settled down, obviously, throughout the game. They were much better in the second half. But the thing that I worry about with this offensive line is you saw Khalil Mack as kind of one player on Chicago's defense that had a huge impact through an entire half of football. Well, you've got Minnesota coming in to Lambeau Field next week who has probably three or four guys that are really going to get after you in the pass rush. Just a ferocious defense. And that's just in the front seven. That's not to mention a guy like Harrison Smith who can come as a free rusher at any given moment. So I did think it was a little concerning Um, just given what the Packers are going to have to face this next week with the Vikings coming into town. But overall, like I said, how can you really be negative after uh, watching the Packers come back from 20 points down uh, to win a division game in the season opener? That's going to do it for this week's episode of the Is This Heaven podcast. Uh, Make sure to stay tuned to the site for coverage all throughout the week. Uh, We'll have Packers uh, media availability coming up on Wednesday. We should start to learn more about Aaron Rodgers' injury situation. And then, of course, uh, leading up to next Sunday's game with the Minnesota Vikings. Thanks for tuning in, everyone.